Welcome to Negotiation with Alice, your negotiation podcast. Everything that you do where you need to get on the same page with someone else is a negotiation. So whether you have to negotiate a contract with someone or you simply need your boss to sign off on that program that you'd like to implement or you want to figure out how to rebalance the chore structure in your home or talk about what vacation you want to go on. All of these things are negotiations. So in my podcast, we go over both personal and professional conversations, which all are considered negotiation, and I will give you tips on how to come out ahead. Listeners to another episode of Negotiation with Alice, your negotiation podcast. Today, I have Liz Holland here to welcome. Um, hi, Liz. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, Alice. It's it's my pleasure. And I would love for you to share with my listeners what you do. Well, I'm the CEO of a company called Sensory Product Design, and that was born out of a diagnosis. Uh, about eight years ago, I was diagnosed with sensory processing disorder which was a huge aha moment because I knew I was super, my senses were super sensitive and I would constantly have making things and, and trying to solve my problems in silence because the world was always, you're too picky, what's your problem? So once I was diagnosed, I, I realized I'd been making things my whole life to live in this very unrelenting body <laughs> and um so i started with the cozy line um co cozy c-o-z-y-z-z-z we have the cozy frozy that i'm wearing and i wanted the most broad experience of soothing your senses as i could come up with beyond people with spd because we all have nervous systems and by everybody tuning, by them taking my challenge and tune into their nervous system, they can start having an understanding that not only can we change it, you know, acknowledge that it, it's there and it's happening, that, that they have compassion for other people in this process. And when you wrap yourself up in my products, it's like an adult swaddle and it just, your nervous system just settles right down and it's such a gift. <laughs> So that's where, where we're starting. There's many more in the pipeline, but uh, we're starting as broad as possible. That is very exciting. And I'm really glad that you're here so that people who do have sensory processing disorder, they can go and use your products to try to like, yeah. you know, ease their minds and, and their body. So that's really we're great. Right. We all have triggers. You know, we all have nervous systems. We have, you know, a crappy day at work or road rage or, you know, fight with your spouse. And these all trigger us everybody has triggers they don't have to be just in your senses they're they're all over if we can you know settle those triggers then we're all going to be off a, a lot better off <laughs> i think yep wonderful and what is the question that you've got today about negotiation well uh as a woman entrepreneur um and i found this throughout my career like working with factories in china i used to design tennis rackets but, you know, it takes a, a leap for people to get that I'm the boss and that they have to honor what I ask them to do or what they promise to do. And they, you know, and they have to communicate if they're 
if things didn't happen as expected and that we get ahead of it rather than people kind of like, oh, it's fine. And she's not that, you know, it's the woman thing. You know, people just don't respect us um, in the business environment. You know, not all people, of course, but there's enough people out there that it's like, how do I establish that as we start a relationship, not after things have gone south? Got it. Got it. Great. Thank you. So basically, how can one effectively negotiate with your contractors or in other people's cases, maybe employees, right? Sure. I think that the main, the, the negotiation, in my opinion, begins when you're interviewing them. So mm-hmm. it's not just about, hey, what is it that you do? And this is what I need. And like, okay, great. It's a fit. Let's start working together. But mm-hmm. really diving deep into their values, their work values, their uh, work product, um, their timeliness, um, their ideas of what's late versus what's not late, and really to be very, very rigorous. And so the questions that you ask in the interview is really part of that negotiation process to make right. sure that they actually are a fit, that they actually will turn in their work product on time if you ask them to hit this deadline, right? right. And so I think that's where the negotiation begins, which is having a very rigorous uh, interview process. And then when you start working together to really set up expectations. So this is an interesting um, anecdote. So my son goes to school, he's in high school and his school starts at 840 in the morning. And, you know, to me, it's black and white. School starts at 840, not 841, not 839, (laughs) right? It seems to be like it's um, not a debatable fact, Um, And when I say, hey, you need to be at school on time, that that's also doesn't sound like a debatable fact. However, I recently learned that his interpretation of on time and mine are different in that I believe on time means he's in the classroom, he's taken out his books or his pen, whatever he needs, he's sitting down in the room, and then the bell rings. To me, that is on time. For him, on time means he's stepping foot on the sidewalk of the campus at 840, <laughs> right? And so in the same way, I used to um, work with au pairs and managing au pairs and host families. So au pairs are live-in caregivers who come from other countries. Mm-hmm. And because you're live-in, sometimes um, you know it seems a little bit different in the working environment because you're not going to an office. And so I used to coach the host families. When you tell them they're starting at 6 a.m., does that mean that they can like wake the children up at 6 a.m., but they're still dressed in their PJs? Are they going to eat breakfast together with the children? Or do you expect them to be showered out of their PJs, already having eaten breakfast and actually starting at 6 a.m.? Those can be interpreted. So You want to make sure that when you're starting with contractors and you're negotiating the terms of working with you, that it's extra, extra, extra clear so that you can express to them, when I say this, this is what I mean and this is what I expect. And what are the consequences to not doing that? So that if they don't meet your expectation, it's nothing personal if the, mm-hmm. if the consequence comes down, it is not you being rude, you being, you can maintain a sense of loveliness mm-hmm. because you can say, this is not personal. Like here's mm-hmm. the consequence that we laid out 
if you don't meet this standard that I put out for you. And by standard, I mean, you know, you're sitting in your desk at 840 versus you're putting your foot down on the sidewalk of campus (laughs) at 840. Right. And so really being very, very specific, don't assume that they understand what you're saying. Everybody assumes what they they believe. You know, they they especially au pairs from another country, everybody, you know, there's that much more of the nuances to be clear about because especially for somebody living in the home or, you know, I, I totally get that. And I appreciate that, you know, doing all kind of laying out all the all of my needs and expectations beforehand and um and challenging them on that you know really it really it's just like parenting you stick to your guns you know you you be consistent and you don't have to be an asshole you just have to be consistent you know I used to say to my kids whining will never ever 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 get you what you want and um you know so you have to back that up and you have to cut them off and say you know I'd be like okay 10 minutes, you can come back to me and, and ask me in a way that I'm going to say yes, because I want you to have all these wonderful things in life. I just don't want you to whine to try and get them, you know, and they come back and they're like, mom, I think this is a good idea because of this and that. And that, you know, I'm like, cool, you got it. You know, <laughs> so exactly. It's, it's consistency. It's clarity. And and follow through, you know, and catching those things in the beginning is what I hear you say. Yes. And I think that, I think when I hear you say, you know, a lot of times, you know, people have a tendency to take advantage of us because we're nice, because we're female. But I also think that a lot of times females don't push, like you don't keep firm boundaries. And so then it feels like, oh, well, I'm getting taken advantage of because I'm a nice woman. In fact, mm-hmm. part of it is also because our boundaries are being broken and we're kind of like lenient about putting the consequence down. So I think as much as you can, and you know, people don't want to be mean. I don't want to be a mean boss, right? right? But as much as I can say, okay, so here's what I expect. And if X, Y, and Z doesn't happen, here's the consequence to that. And if I just, like you said, stay consistent in keeping mm-hmm. your boundaries firm, then actually people will... A, respect you, and B, have a tendency not to push your boundaries because, you know, I feel like a lot of times human nature is like, let's find out where the boundaries are. Can we push them? Is she going to push back? And I think people feel safer if you're like, no, this is the boundary. Like I told you, this is the boundary. Like, don't try to test me because Mm -hmm. this is it, right? So the firmer you can be, it's like like you you, um, likened it to children, child uh, raising, is that kids feel safer with really firm boundaries. And it's the same with adults. Like they don't think they change very much, right? Because then if they feel like, oh, she said she's got these boundaries, but I push them, there isn't much pushback. So now I don't really know what I can get away with. Maybe it can be late every month. It's not a big deal. But if you call them on it and say, this is, you can't do this. If you're pressing my boundary and this is not okay, and here's a consequence, then following, I think they will maintain that level of respect that you're looking for because you're remaining consistent right? and you have firm boundaries. And, you know, you might not get them all in the first interview, but if you get enough, you can say, oh, okay, when something comes up, you know, okay, this is like this situation. We have to set this 
this boundary consequence now because we didn't anticipate it before. But exactly. again, you're starting in that place where that's the expectation of you is to be clear and, um, you know, straightforward and follow through on what you say. Absolutely. It's a, it's like a learning curve about yourself to say like, oh, I didn't interview for this because I didn't realize that this was going to be an issue next time I know to make sure yeah. that I interview for this. So there is a bit of a learning curve for everyone to understand. Like, you know, even when I was working with au pairs, the, if a family had an au pair for the very first time, they usually mm -hmm. missed a couple of things that they should have asked in the interview. And then they learn, oh, we didn't ask about this. We didn't even realize that this could be potentially an issue. From now yeah. on, we're going to make sure that we're incorporating it into our interview process. Mm -hmm. And so it does take a few iterations to become more, more of a rigorous interviewer. But mm -hmm. I think the beginning of the negotiation starts as early as the interviewing process. Yeah, and, and I can see that, that um, you know, just me writing down you know all of the things that all the boundaries all the th expectations for kind of blanket for anybody i work with and then more specific ones you know if i'm it, 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 that always helps me if i write down ahead of time the things i want to make sure i cover and uh, because we get in dialogue and the it goes off in a different direction so if i can look down and go oh and this is one more thing that i wanted to make sure we're on the same page about. Thanks for listening to Negotiation with Alice. I want to remind you to visit shakinanegotiationacademy.com. There, you will have access to multiple classes and lectures covering all aspects of negotiations. Professionals will find negotiation tips focused on closing customers. Also, there are personal growth strategies for negotiating milestones such as raises and navigating difficult topics in relationships. We look forward to seeing you on ShekinahNegotiationAcademy.com. And, you know, I think it's also, if you've got friends who are entrepreneurs, it's always good to ask them, like, hey, what are some of the pitfalls that you've come across that I need to make sure that I don't, you know, accidentally fall into? Or, you know, just some of those horror stories that people have about, like, 1099 contractors and asking mm -hmm. them because then you can like mitigate that by incorporating it into your interviewing process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds great. I definitely feel you on that. <laughs> awesome. So Liz, can you share with my listeners um, how they can get in touch with you or where they can find your products? Um. Well, these two websites will get you the same place. So the easy one to remember is cozies.com. We spell that C-O-Z-Y-Z-Z-Z.com or sensoryproductdesign.com. Uh, much longer one, but maybe you remember that one more easily. Um, and that's where we are. We're, we're a new company, but I've got plenty of product. People that have ordered the product are just going nuts over it. They feel like it's you know, I hear over and over again, it's so much better than they expected. And uh, that's, I'm like, that's music to my ears. And they're like, oh, it's such a game changer for me. I've used it every single day since I've gotten it. You know, all that great feedback is, is helps keep you going when you're an entrepreneur. 
it is not for the faint of heart, <laughs> you know, ups and downs. My big mantra is, you know, when I fall down, get back up, really, really learn the lesson, really, you know, be honest with yourself, figure out, you know, what it is that went wrong and how do I not repeat that thing? I might fall down on something else again, but if I don't repeat the same mistake over and over again, or even those two times, I really, really try and, you know, take a good look back and, and make sure that I'm uh, doing better. <laughs> Great. Well, good luck with your venture. Um, it sounds really exciting. So hopefully you'll find a lot of success, Liz. And thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Yes. You, Alice. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Negotiation with Alice, your negotiation podcast. If you're enjoying my episodes, please give me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time, thank you. If you enjoyed my podcast, Negotiation with Alice, and are interested in working with me to level up your negotiation, communication, and persuasion skills, please check out ShekinahNegotiationAcademy.com. That's Shakina spelled S-H-I-K-I-N-A, NegotiationAcademy.com. See you on the next podcast.